With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If your blood runs orange and blue, orange and blue, blue. This, this is the pod, is the pod, for, pod you. for you. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. But um, let's get to uh, a, a fun topic I love to do on this show. A way we'll wrap up the week for this week. We will do our second temperature check. So basically, it's a segment where we will dedicate entirely the conversation to one Nick to assess how they're performing this season, uh, how the player fits within the organization, and their kind of all long-term outlook uh, in terms of their individual potential. So today, we're going to focus on the Nick spark plug. Emmanuel quickly. He's a, a fan favorite. He's got a lot of lovers amongst Nick fandom, and um, we're going to talk about him. So we've seen IQ's role and minutes increase of late due to some injuries of the key players this season. Now, quickly got off to a really slow start, but with the way he's played of late, IQ is now posting some career best numbers. When I looked at him, I was a little surprised, quite frankly. Um, they're, they're very slight in terms of how much better they are than previous years, but he is, there's a slight uptick in points per game, a slight uptick in field goal percentage, um, uh, uptick in rebounds. So IQ right now is having uh, the best season of his career thus far. I'll ask uh, uh, Tommy, how do you assess how IQ has played this season? I think you have to be really happy if you're a Knicks fan of, of, of what you've seen from quickly this season. Um, just in the last five games, um, his, his numbers have really been impressive. Obviously, um, the last five games coincide with replacing R.J. Barrett in the starting lineup. Over that time, uh, we talked about it uh, on yesterday's pod. He leads the league in minutes played, averaging over 43 minutes per game, um, averaging 21.2 points, 7.4 assists, 5.6 rebounds, um, 1.2 steals, uh, just 1.2 turnovers. That 7.4 assists versus 1.2 turnovers, that's a really, really impressive number um, for a guard that has only made 12 starts in his entire career. Um, yeah. Again, would you like the percentages to bump up a little bit? Sure. Shooting 39% from the floor, 30 percent from downtown but if your biggest complaint about quickly is you know is is is, a, is field goal percentage um then you're kind of missing the point um and, yeah. and, I, and I, I think you're gonna be complaining for a lot of his career 100 <laughs> yeah. percent um and uh i think it was monty williams who said you know he's kind of jamal crawford ish um in, in kind of what he brings to the table so um you know there's going to be nights when he's off there's going to be nights when he's when he's knocking down shots um, so there's just there's just a lot to like about um, the evolution of his game, um, especially from the defensive end. A little bit stronger, has increased his his finishing ability around the rim, added some muscle in the offseason. Um, it's also helped him on the defensive end, fight through picks, um, plays the right way, um, plays with confidence. 
unselfish when he needs to be, a good facilitator, sees the floor well, um, good teammate by by all accounts. Um, he's one of those guys that um, generates a lot of love from his teammates and, and a lot of praise from the head coaching, uh, fr- from the from the coaching staff. So, um, you know, uh, is he going to develop into a top tier starter, and and will he be in the All Star conversation as a starting point guard? Almost certainly not in his career. You know, he's, he's a little bit below that level type of player. Um, but if his upside is a is a sixth is a sixth uh, a six man, he can be one of those guys, a Lou Williams, um, a Jamal Crawford tight player the thing that uh you know where he's in the six-man conversation year after year the thing about uh iq that separates himself from those other players is that he's just as good defensively um yeah which is you know which is something that you don't find too often yeah i also think about guy like jordan clarkson as well another yep. another stellar six man uh i i've grown to really love how a man quickly has played this season particularly of late i mean the the, the one thing that stands out has been the defense because the defense was there really even before the shot started to come around. I mean, he, he, he's always been a pretty decent defender, but uh, this year he's kind of become like a difference bigger defensive. I mean, all the defensive metrics suggest that when he's on the floor, Knicks are a much better defensive team. And that when he's guarding certain players, he's giving those guys hell. And like the eyeballs suggest that too. Like some, sometimes you see the game, you're like, Oh really? Like those are the numbers. Like it doesn't really see, feel that way when you, when you watch it feels like way when he's on the floor that the Knicks are a much better team defensively when he's out there. And when you're talking about a guy who he's not like, he's not like a little guy, but he's a six, three, you know, six, two, six, three. He's not like a, a, a big guard For, to have a, a guy who can make that kind of impact and not necessarily be one of these bigger, more athletic players. Um, it, it is a great testament to just how hard he's working on that end and, and the, the pit bull mentality he's brought. So defense has been stellar. And like I said, recently I saw, yeah, I said he'd been shooting the crap out of the ball. A couple of podcasts ago, like, I mean, he's really starting to shoot the ball really well. And and he's start, starting to kind of become a complete scorer who can score now on all three levels. Because we knew he hit the shot from deep, even if he's streaky. We knew he had the floater game, even though it's streaky. Most of his game is streaky. But he was really not good finishing at the rim. He, he was not athletic enough. He was not strong enough. And that was one of the things I looked at and I said, man, if he never figures that out, like, not only may he not really reach his potential, but, like, he, he had – Defenses, defense may actually find ways to guard him. Like he, we may actually see his offense kind of take a little bit of a not a, like a, not gonna crater, but his offense in fact may dip a little bit once people realize that he, like you just have to take away the jump shots and the floaters. Like just make him get to the rim because he's too small. He's not athletic. Now you're seeing him. He's got a little more girth. He's got a little more uh, strength. And now you're seeing him finish through contact. You're seeing him finish at the rim, and that now makes him a a, a much more tougher player to guard because he can beat you on three levels. He's got a great handle. Um, he becomes tough to stop. So quickly, I think, has really been one of the unsung heroes of this next season thus far. No question. Led the team in plus minus last season, second in the team in plus minus this year. Team just plays better when he's on the floor. Um, and again, it's just, you know, uh, you know, we've 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 uh, uh, criticized Leon Rose for the mistakes he's made and the, and the front office. Those guys deserve credit for picking Emmanuel quickly at 20. Absolutely. Um, looking at context, that 2020 draft, um, there are four players from that draft that have thus far in their career with three, two, you know, or, um, you know, about 150 between 200, almost, almost 200 games played for, for most of those guys, um, around 175, 181 for quickly. Um, there are four players from that draft class that have thus far in their career, uh, tallied 2000 points, 500 rebounds, 500 assists, Anthony Edwards. Tyrese Halliburton, LaMelo Ball, and Emmanuel Quickly. 
Um, and, and that's even despite the fact that he's outside the top 10 in minutes played. He has far fewer games started, far, far fewer games started than those guys. Again, as I mentioned quickly, just 12 games started in his career, um, still putting up those 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 numbers consistently. Um, you know, you look at the, the three point percentage, the, the three point accuracy, free throw accuracy, 88 percent, 89 percent free throw shooter. Very rare to find those guys um, at any point in NBA history. Um, so that kind of leads, you know, again, leads you to believe that the mechanics and, and everything that you look for in a shooter are there. Um, he's going to get hot and, and go in a, str- a month where he's going to shoot 40% from three. It's, it's only a matter of time. Um, but again, I, I, I bring up those other numbers to just kind of point out the fact that he finds ways to contribute. Um, and, and those guys are incredibly valuable. You know, fourth in, in win shares, um, uh, in box plus minus near the top of his draft class and VORP, all those advanced metrics, um, fifth in VORP behind only Halliburton Ball, Desmond Bain, and Anthony Edwards, um, ahead of Maxi, ahead of Sadiq Bay. Um, so, yeah, it's it just it, when you look at the big picture, um, it's, it's again, are there, are there, are there are flaws in the game? Certainly. Um, you know, uh, but it, you, you have to believe that there, there's a good chance that he's, that he's on the right trajectory going forward. So you have to, you know, there's a lot of reasons to be excited about, uh, you know, his, his career is, uh, thus far his, his performance this season, and then, you know, going towards, uh, looking, looking forward, uh, for, for the rest of his career. The, the next big question is it puts the Knicks in a bit of a bind this, this off season when you try to yeah. figure out what's this kid worth. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and that's that's exactly where I wanted to go because I had a very interesting take. I think we 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 didn't talk about it. I think we we weren't on the pod when I was tweeting about this. Um, but it was around the time the a man trade trade rumors really got popping, which is again right before I think we started doing these episodes. Um, to me, I thought it it was a clear indication that the Knicks brass had decided that they were going to pay Obi and not Emmanuel quickly. That they had decided that. Um, a man quickly was more expendable in that in that uh, conversation. I think that was a time where Randall he was still a little unsure about what he was going to be, and Obi had you know the times where he looked like you know a guy who could be a future All Star in some of those early games this season. And I said, I think this is why you're seeing these Emmanuel quickly trade rumors. It sucks. I don't think he should be gone, but I think that that's what's happened. I almost wonder now with what we've seen with Obi trade rumors, it, has there been a flip? Like, like, has Nick front office decided, hey, Randall seems like he's on the right track. He seems like he's doing all the right things. And Emmanuel quickly just looks more and more ex, uh, indif- indispensable as opposed to expendable. I, I kind of wonder if they're looking at him now and saying, okay, this is a guy that we need to invest in. Because I, I, I certainly feel that way. Like, I I, I, I think letting Emmanuel quickly go, um, whether it be uh, in, you know, restricted free agency the following year, or for, uh, you know, getting pennies on the dollar on a trade, I think would be silly for a team that's trying to build a winning culture. Like, to me, Emmanuel quickly is the kind of player that whenever the Knicks figure this thing out, and who knows when they're going to figure it out, it feels like Emmanuel quickly will be part of that conversation. Like, I, like, he may not be a starter. He may not be the best player. 
but yes. he's going to be part of that mix, just like, you know, John Starks was a part of that mix yes. of mixed teams when they got it together. You know, you, certain guys are just glue guys. And to me, quickly, he kind of exemplifies that. So I wonder if the front office may be seeing things a little differently now. A hundred percent. And and he's part of the guy that's part of the solution. You know, like he's he's you're right. Whenever they do figure it out, you can't have enough guys that that play the right way, that compete defensively, that don't make no. He could have made noise when he was coming off the bench last year, um, despite the fact that that Rose was injured and, um, you know, and, and Kemba had been had been banished. So uh, he's just he's done everything you could ask for up to this point in his career. And he just again. Uh, R.J. Barrett goes down, he slides into the starting lineup. Uh, Brunson is sidelined, he can he can play point guard. If you know if they need somebody at the two, he can slide over to the two. Um, he can come off the bench, he can start, he can contribute defensively. He's a great rebounder, sees the floor well, high assist to, high assist rate versus a low turnover ratio. Those are just winning players, um, and especially especially in today's NBA, um, you can't have enough guys that can contribute on the perimeter, in the backcourt, on both ends of the floor. Those, those guys are few and far between. Um, while his ceiling may not be as high as Obi Toppin, if Obi Toppin ever played, you know, 29, you know, 34 minutes a night and really, you know, developed a three-pointer and, and, and yeah. you know, uh, fixed the, the holes in his game defensively, he has that that type of, you know, 6'9", good shot. He has that, that athletic profile that allows, that enables him to be, you know, an elite NBA player if everything goes right. But yeah. uh, IQ's floor is so much higher than Obi right. Toppins. You know, if you just, if you, if you just plays in bets, um, somebody that can stick around the league for 13 years um, quickly is the type of player that can do that. Um, so uh, yeah, if, if, I mean, if you have to, if you have to choose, um, yeah, I think quickly is the safer bet, the smarter bet. Um, that's not the saying that the Knicks have to choose. There's, there's obviously um, avenues and yeah. then there's, there's a range of possibilities that enables um the New York front office to, to maintain both their young guys, both drafted in the same draft class to stick together, both good friends. Um, so you, you'd like to see them, them kind of build that, that going forward. Um, but yeah, just in terms of his versatility, his availability, his ability, um, IQ checks so many boxes and that's the kind of guy you want um, when you're building a culture of winning in a franchise. Yeah. And, and then when I think of just what I want to see from IQ moving forward, uh, just, just, we got to see some, just some offensive consistency, you know, yes. um, yes. you know, like we know how lethal he could be offensively. Like we've seen these games where he's hitting these 30 foot bombs, getting the guard and crowd on their feet, or he's kind of just taking over certain parts of, of games offensively. We just need to see that consistently. You know, I think sometimes he gets in his own head, uh, when he kind of tries to figure out, okay, do I need to be a distributor? Do I need to be a scorer? Um, and, and I think we're starting to see a lot bit of a, a better balance in that, especially when he's been playing these extended minutes because now he's getting to shoot and pass. So, he's you know, some of these games have been getting 25 shots and also getting, you know, 10 assists because he's playing enough minutes to, to do that. I think sometimes when he has these limited roles and he gets in the game, he doesn't quite know what what impact, what he needs to bring to that to the game in that particular game because every game is different. Sometimes the Knicks need him to come in there and score. Sometimes the Knicks need him to, uh, you know, set the table and facilitate. I think they need that a lot more when Juice McBride's out there and he's not as sure of himself as maybe someone like Derrick Rose is uh, running the team. Um, so I think IQ being able to kind of consistently figure out what his role is and to play at that consistent level, I think, is the next step. Um, we know, again, we talked about the efficiency. It, it, it's, I don't want to say it's a problem, per se, because, I mean, that's who the player he is. But you like to see it go up a little bit, you know? 
for a guy who we know can shoot the ball, um, he shoots an extremely high percentage from the free throw line, though it's a little bit down this year, just like the entire team, um, except for I guess RJ. But uh, but but like we know he can shoot the ball. So to me, like th- that three point percentage, that shouldn't be any below. That shouldn't be, be lower than thirty five percent. Like he he's a good shooter. Um, the field goal percentage, uh, he just takes some better shots, takes some smarter shots. He should be shooting, you know, 43%, 44%. Like, if he can live at those numbers, those aren't crazy high pitches. You know, if he does that, you'll see those points sky up. You'll see uh, the Knicks wins sky up, uh, you know, uptick, because I think that means he'll be having a, a positive impact. I think those are realistic goals for Emmanuel quickly, and I hope that he can maybe um, – he's not going to get there for the for the, for the the totality of the season because of how poor he started. But if he can shoot that way the rest of the season, which I don't think is impossible, I think the Knicks can uh, see that, that – Whatever the ceiling of their potential is, it's going to have to involve man quickly playing at a high level, playing more efficiently. 37 assists, 6 turnovers in the 5 games since the start. Stellar.